From 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And here's your host, WUWM Content Manager, Ellie Ellis. Hello and welcome to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on WUWM. My name is Ellie Ellis. I'm the content manager here at WUWM. And I'm here today with UWM Chancellor Mark Money. Hi, Mark. Hey, Ellie. Happy New Year. Happy to be here. Happy New Year to you. So glad to see you in this new year. And our guest today is the dean of the UWM College of Nursing, Kim Litwack. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about UWM's role in advancing health and well-being. And so I thought I would just start by asking, what role does UWM have in the field of healthcare? Maybe I'll take the lead on that and uh, jump in. I'm really excited about having Dean Litwack here because she's such an expert and has done a wonderful job with our College of Nursing and helping with a lot of initiatives in our community that we'll be talking about today. Uh, but the role that we play in healthcare, I'd start with the talent side of it. Um, we've done some interesting examination of where our graduates go, and we know that 80% of our students, uh, every year more than 5,300 students go into the fastest growing, highest demand fields. Healthcare is one of the major pillars in those areas with nursing, obviously in great demand. So one aspect of that is, of course, filling the talent pipeline. So, so it's wonderful to have so many high quality nurses that are in um, the field um, practicing. The second component of of our work, of course, is on the research side, and that covers nursing, the fields of PT, physical therapy, occupational therapy, kinesiology, public health, uh, dietitians, kinesiology. We can just go on all day in terms of 27 or more different fields in healthcare, uh, but really research. And we'll talk more about some of the applications in our community where we really bring that research to life, improving individuals' lives. And the final component in terms of in the field of healthcare, um, you know, look at with COVID, you see how critically important nursing is. And what we saw was that both when they initially were doing some of the testing and then later some of the vaccines, the critical role that we played through the strength of our College of Nursing and Dean Litwack's leadership to really be recognized as a healthcare champion, the only non-healthcare type of organization in this region to receive the Milwaukee Business Journal Healthcare Champion Award. It's significant in terms of the lives that have been saved because of the efforts from our College of Nursing among just improvements in quality of life. So so it's kind of vast and, and broad in terms of that. Kim, what would you add? Oh, I think your, your way of putting it with um, the community engagement, the research and the talent pipeline are great ways to organize it. We know that 85% of our graduates stay in the state of Wisconsin after they graduate. So our students do become the workforce. And it's not just nursing that UWM contributes to the healthcare workforce, but as you mentioned, physical therapy, occupational therapy, athletic trainers, we have nutritionists, we have healthcare administrators, and we have the lab scientists who are um, also incredibly helpful to the, to the talent pipeline. So from a talent pipeline perspective, um, the College of Nursing is the largest one in the state. And we not only are at UWM in Milwaukee, but we also have a cohort in Racine and Kenosha with our Parkside partnership and in Waukesha. So talent is, is huge. And as you mentioned, we'll talk about some of the ways that our faculty are engaged in research within the community and within our buildings, 
to impact the health of the community. Excellent. So, Kim, uh, I'd like for you to tell me a little bit about your background. How do you lead the College of Nursing and what's your vision? I came to the College of Nursing in 2004 and have been there since and haven't left and have no intention of leaving. I greatly value the mission of UWM, which is being a an R1 research institution with an access mission. And I feel that we feel that very, very well. About 30 to 40 percent of our students are first generation college students, and I'm privileged to be able to help them start and finish their journey in higher education. I really, in terms of my leadership, I think the best way to describe that is I want to inspire by being engaged and I want to encourage leadership in others. And when you put the right leaders in the right spots, which include our program directors, include our department chairs, include our um, uh, others who have both formal and informal leadership roles. The goal is let them try, let them come up with ideas, support them as need be, and get out of their way. And it works. We've got very strong leadership for our undergraduate program, our graduate program, our faculty, and the ideas that our faculty and staff have to make us the strongest college of nursing that we are um, works. Excellent. Mark? You know, what I'd like to do, if I can interject here a little bit, if you go back to your opening question, Ellie, and think about what Dean Litwack just said, you put those ideas together in terms of UWM's role in, in healthcare in the region. And I think about what Dean Litwack has brought. Uh, I think oftentimes about the quality of our, of our students and our programs. And, and the U.S. News and World Report issue uh, recently elevated our undergraduate nursing. We've historically been top 10 and 12% nationally in masters and, and uh, PhD uh, DNP programs. Uh, but the undergraduate program has really improved over time. And I'll let Kim talk more about the, the rankings themselves. But it's just remarkable to have the national recognition, to have the largest program in the state of Wisconsin, and at the same time to be moving up so high in the rankings. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. So it is the leadership uh, that she's brought and it's leadership in terms of her overall team. And it's about care, diligence, and, and really rigor. And, and you'd be amazed at, at even the freshman level, our students coming in, how well um, well um, uh, uh, cultivated the, the, the culture has become. Um, and these students are really amazing right out of the gate in terms of how hard they're working. And, and I'm really proud of, of, of that. But again, it comes back to leadership and Kim has just done an incredible job on that. So I wanna really uh, make sure she's acknowledged in that way. Thank you. I think your comment about culture is important. Um, we have a culture of caring at UWM and we exemplify that in the College of Nursing starting from the first minute freshmen walk in the door until our graduate students leave. And I think that um, making it a place that students want to be and want to be successful. As you mentioned, we just moved up in rankings. We are now in the top 6% of all undergraduate nursing programs in the country, which is a big leap for us and it's huge. Um, we just had a graduation ceremony for our students this past December and when I announced that to the audience, um, we got a standing ovation, which is something that I think families value and the students take very seriously that they, are, they played a role in that. And um, it's a great college. UWM is a great university, but our college really exemplifies the mission and caring of the university. What do you think uh, caused that leap? 
What did you do to to rise that high? I think it's a it's a concerted effort of faculty, staff, and students. Um, as an example, for students, they recognize that we do have first generation college students, that we have students that don't always test well, and we have students whose um, first language is not English. The students chose to use their differential tuition money to form to hire an academic success coach, and a coach to work with students who English is not the first language. Um, That was the students coming up with that recognition. We have implemented ongoing testing throughout the program that um, gives students the opportunity to practice their test-taking skills. We've made a a concerted effort toward competency-based education and integrating not only clinical but high-stakes simulation. We have a brand new simulation center that just opened this past fall where students get exposure to things that they might not have otherwise. And we have phenomenal faculty. Excellent. So uh, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about how you're realigning schools and colleges at UWM. What is the new College of Health Professions and Sciences going to be like? CHIPS, as we're affectionately calling it, is going to be, be made up of three schools. One of them will be the School of Nursing. One will be the School of Rehabilitation Sciences and Technology, and one will be the School of Biomedical Sciences and Healthcare Administration. And for me, the schools coming together into that college are the best fits that we could possibly bring together. We are bringing together individuals who will be providing care at the bedside, who will be providing care collaboratively. We have physical therapists working with occupational therapists, working with nurses, working with dietitians, And we also have the biomedical sciences, which are the radiology technologists, the lab science people, and we have the healthcare administrators. And so we're going to have the three colleges, three schools coming together to make up the College of Health Professions and Sciences, which brings together the largest healthcare workforce of mm. students, And we're also bringing together collaborative researchers and our commitment to community engagement. Mark? You know, I would add just a little bit um, to that thematically, what Dean Litwack really is able to to discuss. And I think as her answer just showed, medicine, um, the the practice of of positive improvements in health is really a team sport. Um, When we think about how students uh, come in if we isolate things and we think about, oh, this work is, is isolated from a simulation center that nurses don't um, you know, interact with dietitians and dietitians don't, don't interact with um, you know, exercise physiology and things like that, it, 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 it's artificial. Uh, because in reality, when we go in for a procedure and we need to have rehabilitation and have instructions when we leave, there's a lot of different disciplines that we think about academically. And what, what Dean Litwack just described is how we brought a lot of those together. So we learn um, more holistically. We conduct research in a way that when we think about how grants are supported, whether it's from NIH or NSF or other funding agencies, they really do look at team-oriented approaches to research today that are much more interdisciplinary. So we think this is best practice. We think that students will benefit. And frankly, uh, we can can improve uh, time toward graduation through better consolidation. It's a more efficient way to approach things. So again, it's back to the team sport, back to how we can do things in a better way for students, better way for practice. Excellent. 
You're listening to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on WUWM. I'm Ellie Ellis. I'm here with Chancellor Mark Money and the Dean of the UWM College of Nursing, Kim Litwack. I'm wondering how you approach collaboration with healthcare and other organizations. Well, let me uh, jump into the front of that one, and then Dean Litwack can talk more specifically. But I'll, I'll first start with a theme. It's really about solutions. Um, how do we how do we uh, address needs? And and one of the areas that I would talk about is in terms of community engagement. And um, you know the types of examples that I gave earlier about partnership with Advocate Aurora um, that enabled us to provide vaccinations at a level that exceeded probably. Um, uh, Kim, we're talking about, help me with, was it 15 to 20,000 or 20,000 20, um, vaccinations that that, that really uh, were for the community. And we started with our campus community, but we really broadened it out. And we really wanted to have a lot of different populations recognizing the, the you know, the, the inequities and in access to healthcare that are not uniform across our community. And so that's, that's one area, but we've got a number of different locations where we've actually delivered on-site types of, of healthcare, uh, types of, of partnerships. So, so that's one. But we also think about the talent and development uh, side of things, as well as, as, well as the, the research side. And you can think about a number of different examples at Ovation Care, uh, Ovation, um, you know, where they have adult assisted living environments, where one of our nursing faculty became the head of their research uh, side of things and, and really provided a, a number of wonderful life-changing solutions based on research that then get published in journals. So that's a great collaboration. Or uh, Dean Litwack mentioned the Zemer uh, Clinical Simulation Center, where all the major healthcare providers participated in the grand opening and really helped contribute in many different ways to helping educate students, which they then benefit from in terms of, of the enrichment of the talent pipeline. So given the shortages that we have in so many healthcare occupations, these are solutions around talent, uh, providing uh, practical applications and research in in actual healthcare settings. Kim, do you have anything to add to that? I would. Um, again, going back to that tripartite mission, we can't educate our students in any of our healthcare disciplines without our healthcare partners. We use them all for clinical sites and clinical experience. And in turn, these students then become the employees of the future and also employees while they're going to school. So we use them for real life situations and um, experience. So we, we're dependent on them and we have excellent partnerships with all of the major healthcare systems. We also have students in community agencies because one of our curricular threads is population health. And so we're not only in the acute care settings, but we're in community agencies, which again plays back to the mission of UWM, which is to be a community engaged institution. Um, the College of Nursing has two 20, uh, 35 year and 40 year partnerships with the House of Peace, which is a Capuchin Center at 17th and Walnut and the Silver Spring Neighborhood Center at 54th and Silver Spring, where we have been embedded in the community doing work with the, the neighborhoods in um population health and health promotion and education. And then research. Um, as Chancellor Mone mentioned, we have a research partnership with Ovation. We also have a research partnership with Aurora Advocate, and we have a, a faculty member that's working with Freighter. So we use those sites for research and we collaborate with their researchers and um, for the education of our students. Excellent. 
How would you describe the status of healthcare equity in the greater Milwaukee area and in the region? Generally speaking, what do you think the challenges and opportunities are in that area right now? Well, let me jump in on, on this one. And I know Dean Litwack will have some important views uh, as well. I, I, I just have to start out by saying healthcare equity um, really doesn't exist in, in this region. I'll just be straight sure. up front. We simply have too many gaps. Uh, we have we have so many in our community who don't benefit equitably in terms of the, the real determinants. Sometimes we refer to them as social determinants of public health. And, and there's a five um, part model or there's a 12 part model, but they really all kind of centrally focus on, on access to healthcare, education, um, stability in neighborhoods and homes, employment, economic um, uh, stability, uh, which brings with it income, insurance, and again, access to, to healthcare. And so it's really, it's really something that, that we have significant challenges. And uh, the good news in terms of opportunities on that is through the partnerships that you've heard about today and many more, as, a, as an example, one of my first meetings this morning was with um, Milwaukee Area Technical College leadership, where we brought together our deans and our provosts, and we're really driving to have um, much, much more um, what we call dual admissions and across the healthcare major specifically, ways that we can have uh, articulation agreements so that students can apply at MATC and be accepted jointly at MATC and UWM to have very clear pathways. So it's much more economical to start at an MATC with an equity focus. If you think about these are the two largest public institutions in the state with the largest diverse populations and addressing 27 healthcare fields. Uh, I'm not exaggerating that, <laughs> you know, really looking at, and we have this wonderful support with the freighter scholarships of $6 million each uh, that are providing a, a lot of great uh, opportunities for our students. That's just one way to give more uh, individuals opportunities for not only employment for themselves, but more talent in the field. Um, so, so there's many, many uh, other types of partnerships, including some things in our public health areas as, as well. But that's the start on some of the equity issues. Dean Litwack? Um, sensitive to time. I, I think educating students that it is not a level playing field, letting them learn that there are um, social determinants of health that impact health outcomes having our faculty work on research that can impact health outcomes and having our students engaged in the community. Not everyone looks like them, acts like them, comes from backgrounds like them. And the more experience we can give them, the greater the impact they can make once they graduate. Um, what did you learn at the height of COVID that has changed the way you prepare future nursing professionals? Did you have any surprises? I mean, I'm sure you had surprises. Well, I'll jump on this one first. Um, you can't always do things by the book or the way that you've relied on for the last five, 15, 50 years in education. We learned that when we left the building on, I don't even remember what day in March of 2020, I think it was 2020, um, we had to then change how we did education. We had to take a hands-on profession and put it online, not just nursing, but all of UWM. Everything had to go online. Um, we had to figure out how to continue our mission of education, how to have our students learn what they needed to learn to successfully graduate, and we did it. UWM has has a great pool of resources. We are experienced in online education. The College of Nursing offered the first online PhD program in the country, so it's something we are very good at, but you also have to then take 
new skills, like how do you teach physical exams? How do you teach decision-making online? And we were able to put simulation online. We were able to engage students and successfully graduate them, and they were able to successfully pass their boards. We also recognize that when there's a crisis in this state, reach out to the UW system and the UW system will come through. And not only did the College of Nursing come through at UWM, but all the colleges of nursing in the UW system came together to run vaccine clinics. And it gave students the hands-on opportunity to realize you are making a difference. It also gave them experience with not just giving vaccines, which was very exciting to students to be able to do vaccines, that hands-on skill, but they gave vaccines to children through 90-year-olds. They gave them to individuals who didn't speak English, who came from different cultures, who came in with different experiences. They took care of disabled children and disabled adults, and they realized they could do it and that they could really make an impact. And I think that that's a very unique experience to this generation. We've never had an impact or a, an opportunity to impact an endemic or a pandemic like this in the, in my history. So the, the ability of these students to do that and and they just rolled up their sleeves and did it. And they realized that nurses can get things done. And so can UWM and higher education. I'll add to that. There's, in contrast, most other fields, and this is true in K-12 and higher ed, actually took a hit in terms of learning during COVID. Uh, not only did nursing stand up and save lives and improve dramatically uh, the safety and quality of life for so many individuals, the students, faculty and staff actually learned a lot along the way. And I would argue uh, they actually accelerated their learning. They got more practical experience and and um, more, more exposure to what is happening in their field and, and how the field is changing uh, than any other sector. And, and so that's pretty exciting. And I am extraordinarily proud of how uh, we really rose to the challenge and rose to the occasion. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. And it does relate back to the concept of the impact uh, that we've had on this region in, in terms of, you know, if you think about this writ large across the largest sector of the state in terms of population and the role that UWM has had and, and will continue to have in terms of, of so many parts of, of um, healthcare, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat on a lot of different fronts there. So you had to go online and then the students got to be with patients at shot clinics. What does it look like now, two years in, three years in? Even before COVID started lightening up, the healthcare facility, the healthcare agencies that we partner with recognized they needed help. And whereas the first um, response was get everyone who doesn't need to be here, who's not an employee out of our agencies and let's sort of circle the wagons, they needed additional help. And so they gradually started letting our students come back in. So they started going back in even during the height of COVID. And now they're back. Students are back in full force. It looks like it did prior to COVID. Um, and I think we're not back to normal. We still are wearing masks. And, and there are some differences in how we take care of patients. But they're back in their agencies in full force. Excellent. From what you've learned, what does this mean for the future of education, the future of research, practice, and partnership? Well, let me uh, offer a few thoughts on that. I'll, I'll give you three. I, I think one learning is about the critical role of education and just how important that is. We think about, you know, broadly um, from from not just COVID, but really understanding 
uh, going back to SARS or other epidemics and, and pandemics or threats. Uh, what are we seeing today in terms of, of you know, whether it was monkeypox or uh, the different different flus that are coming along? Just the fundamental role of public health and the education uh, that's so essential. Um, and 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 it's important for awareness, uh, but it's also uh, when we think about employment opportunities and what happens when individuals have access, again, going back to the social determinants of health. So education, foundational. I've always said that education and employment, how that comes together. Second point is just how much more support we need for nursing, in particular nursing educators. Um, because if we think about as large as we are, and as high a quality as we are, and I want to also give credit to many wonderful nursing programs in the state, we're not collectively producing enough nurses. And the challenges include um, the fact that, that you don't want nurses to be taught in large settings. You really want to keep the quality high. And, and so you need more nurse educators and they tend to, to retire as many people have and, and, and then you know finding that quality of talent. So that's one. The simulation centers and the, the, the actual clinical settings are, are another potential obstacle, but we've got to have facilities, we've got to have the nursing educators, and ultimately student scholarships and support. Those are critical ingredients, so we need more of that. That's the second learning. The third is that COVID has been, so one of the silver linings, it's been a great teacher, as Dean Litwack described. Public health, as we know, depends on, on the quality of medical talent and who's at the front line. I can tell you, aside from the COVID learnings, personally, having gone through a, a cancer journey that I hope nobody has to repeat, I'm so delighted to tell you that at least 80% of the nurses in my care over a two-year-plus period have been UWM nurses. <laughs> and that's across two different healthcare provider systems. And it's really neat to see our nurses doing that. So nurses are at the forefront. We know that. And um, it's just... It's just great uh, what we've been able to contribute, but much more is needed. So those are my three uh, kind of learning and observations. Kim, would you add anything? I would. Um, and it goes back to your question about healthcare equity. We know that health outcomes are better when patients can identify with their caregiver. And that can be identifying with race. It can be identifying with language. It can be identifying with gender. And that's a point of pride for me for UWM College of Nursing is that we have more men than many other programs. We have a diverse population of students. UWM has a diverse population of students and we need more. By, by no means are we um, considering ourselves we're done. We've, we've sort of checked that box and we're moving on. But we know that there are equity, equity issues. And if we can impact them by the pool of the students that we bring in, we're gonna make a diff even greater difference than we make already. And, and some of the things that Chancellor Mone just brought up, scholarships, partnerships with MATC, how do we get individuals who never thought of themselves as I could go to university, I could become a nurse, to see that that's something that they can look to in their future? That means reaching students in middle school, grade school, reaching their families at that point in time, and providing funding opportunities because higher education is expensive. And we need to find ways to make it affordable. And we need to find ways to keep our faculty. We know that nurses can make a lot more money in practice than they can in higher education. And um, not working nights and weekends is definitely a benefit of higher education, but we're all grading papers on weekends. So that's not the selling point. It's the ability to impact healthcare and the future. 
So we work together. We work together on the campus. We work together with the with the state. We work with our legislators to make um, higher education accessible and affordable and a place that students want to come. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you're listening to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on WUWM. Our guest today has been Dean Kim Litwack, the dean of the UWM College of Nursing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. Thank you. And as always, thank you, Chancellor Mark Money. Well, it's a delight to be here. I add my thanks to Dean Litwack. Excellent job. Thank you, Kim. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.